0: Hello and welcome to Blaze Pod. It is Thursday, the 1st of June. My name's Ben and on the line, it's Andrew. How are you, mate? I'm good, mate. How are you? I'm good as well, thank you. Yes, uh, the, the summer is here. The football season is over. It feels like... I mean, it is ages since we've played. I know the playoffs yeah. only wrapped up this weekend, but um, I, I think my personal season finished over a month ago because my last game was the uh, the last home game, which was Preston, so... Yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be a long summer, I think. In a way, it um, is. We don't start till what? Mid August, early August. The Premier League.
1: Yeah, yeah. It obviously starts after the Championship, doesn't it? So yeah, I think this is what you get for just being too bloody good. Uh, <laughs> it we could, isn't we, could it? we should have waited like Wednesday did, did it on the last bit, like the very last <laughs> kick of the game. And, yeah, yeah. crying um, about
0: that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the original plan was um, probably do a podcast last week because we were figuring United would have um, released their mm. retained and released list at that point. Uh, That's still not happened. So my you know that was that was all my my planned programming if you like was reacting to yeah. that. Um, so we're we're going to dip into the the grab bag of summer ideas and we're going early mm. here on the very first of June with something that I was I was thinking no they will. We'll sit on this till, I don't know, July or something like that. But yeah. no, now is now is the time. You're on holiday next week, I believe, aren't yep. you? So um, yeah, it's, right. it's, it's now or never for us to, to squeeze a podcast in. And <laughs> I'm uh, I'm looking forward to this one. Um, do, do you, do you want to briefly introduce it and then I'll, I'll set it up?
1: Yeah, so what we're going to try and do is we've picked... Is it 96-97 season?
0: Oh, was 97-98. 97-98, the last 25
1: years. 97-98 season. So it's 25 years. We're going to pick our uh, best 11 in those 25 years, but we're, we're only allowed one pick each, and we can't both have, you know, if we both wanted Connor Salmon, uh, <laughs> we can't both have him, unfortunately. Uh, so, because if I've already had him, then Ben can't have him. Um, and we're, we're going to do the three five two 5 formation, because we think that's probably been the best formation for us over the 25 years. Obviously, we're Wilder, bottom, even Spackman uh, <laughs> yeah. way back when as well, so in, the, in that first season. Um, so yeah, we're going to pick out our, what we feel is the strongest Blades eleven. I think I've got that right, Ben.
0: Yeah, pretty much, pretty much spot on. Yeah. So the goal is to build a team that is better than the others. If you like, we're going to mm. we're going to build two elevens between us. You are trying to put together a better eleven than I can. Um, and we no,
1: we'll will put it out
0: to the public vote yeah so I'll, I'll i'll maybe give people a chance to um to listen to it first but then i'll i'll tweet out the two elevens and i'll i'll pin it to my my twitter so people can find it easy obviously on...
1: four blades four blades are doing a much deeper dive into like best players that they've ever seen and stuff and it's not gonna be like that they're going deep and you know picking a player or two or mm-hmm. three Every every podcast and stuff. We're not going to go that deep into it. It's just going to be a case of you know what I mean, um, uh, of us picking our best and seeing seeing who's the best best manager of <laughs>
0: us too. Yeah, well, I think the the sort of slightly unique uh, twist on this is that we are going to do it draft style, as you said. So we're gonna we're mm. gonna pick one after another. You can pick any position in any order. So if you want to start with keeper, you could. If you want to start with striker, you could. I think there's going to be some premium positions because we are building a team here. And this we've, is it, yeah. and as we've discussed uh, separately positioning does matter so that's why we've picked 352 over 442 for a best 11 mm-hmm. um and this is going to be it's going to be based on how they were at united rather than how they've like necessarily gone on to be in their career so yeah my shorthand for this is Dominic calvert-lewin like calvert-lewin is probably one of the best strikers to have played for sheffield united in the last 25 years yeah, but, yeah. but you absolutely couldn't pick him on the strength of how he played at Sheffield United because no. uh, he did hardly anything um, and was pretty rubbish, to be honest. But it's obviously gone on to be like an England international. Um, when I say positioning matters, you you can technically play a left footer at right wing back, but he better be damn good with his his left foot, is all I'll say. Yeah. And uh, oh, yeah. yeah, we're going to nominate, every time we pick a player, we nominate what position they're going to play in. Um yep. so yeah, we'll say is this player is gonna be our right centre back, our left wing back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think midfielders and strikers, we don't need to do that. We can, you know, hedge we can hedge three midfielders. You don't need a left footed midfielder necessarily. Yeah. Um, And that's the thing
1: as well, you know, we're we're not picking our best players in order, we're trying to build the better team, so people are listening and going, why haven't they picked so-and-so? It's like, yeah, it's like, well, we might have got a lot of good players in that position over the past 25 years, so...
0: Absolutely, yeah. Uh, So, it's the past 25 years, minimum 25 appearances for United in that period, so that rules out people like Brian Dean, Jan-Alga Paul McGrath, didn't make enough appearances not eligible for this. Dan uh, so
1: Whitehouse not- another one I considered, and he didn't play you neither
0: know, either. Um, no, so. he must have got injured just before yeah. that, I guess. Yeah, just just before the,
1: I think Kendall, the manager, actually, when mm. uh, Whitehouse got injured, I, I did look into it. He's not, he didn't play enough games anyway for us to be eligible for this anyway. Aye,
0: right. right. Uh, so we we should do a coin toss for the very first pick. Um, but coin tosses don't really work on podcasts, so I've come up with an ingenious answer oh. instead. Uh, yeah. I'm going to throw two players at you, and you can tell me who scored more goals for United out of these two oh, players. Go on, man. Uh, there's only one in it, and you've got a 50 50 chance, so I think this does right. work pretty well for a coin toss. Who scored more goals for United, Stephen Quinn or Chris Porter? I will go. Chris Porter. That is correct. Porter yes. scored 23, Quinn 22. Uh, so you have the. I'm actually quite pleased to not have the first pick here. Yeah, but
1: I'll tell you what. I'll just get straight into it. Do it. I've picked a central midfielder because I thought midfielder were the hardest position, and obviously you can comment on this yourself. But I thought I think when I was doing this, I had tons of defenders hmm. uh, that I, I sort of like could have had. Um, quite a few strikers that you know I'd be happy with. Midfield, I think, is probably in the weakest area for us over the... 25 years, so I've gone for Michael Brown. Um, the thing with Michael Brown is, they talked about him on Four Blades last week, is that he, he had that one unbelievable season where he scored 22 goals. But he was really good before that. He won the player of the season, bizarrely, the year before that, but not the year after. Uh, so he, he didn't actually win player of the season for us when he scored the 22 goals, but he won it the year before. <laughs> um, but I do remember he was one of the bright sparks of that mid-table worn-up team that were just basically... Didn't have enough money to compete. We're really going nowhere. And he was one of the bright sparks. And as I, I, I said, that we're, really still, we're basing it on that season. 22 goals, one season. Some of the best goals that I've ever seen at Bramallet. Maybe the best ever mm. in, t- in terms of that Wednesday one, um, that, that volley. But that season, he, I mean, he was literally having a goal, goal of the season competition on his arm, weren't he?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, you know, scored... Scored a, a goal, possibly better than the Wednesday one, like the week after against Ipswich in the FA yeah, Cup. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I've loved Brown from the moment he arrived. Um, I don't know, he, he just looked a step above most of the other. We had him on loan initially, right? And then yeah, another... Warnock's first signing. Uh, oh, Warnock's
1: okay. first, yeah, uh, first signing on loan, I think we signed for like four hundred grand or something. It's an mm-hmm. Absolute
0: bargain. Yeah, it really was. Yeah, brilliant signing, brilliant player. So I'm I'm a little surprised you had him with your very first pick, but um, it's just the position. It's yeah. the position
1: that I, I feel is our weakest point, right. and I think he has he has been the best midfielder for me since I've been supporting United.
0: Fair enough. Okay, I'm um mm, I I've wondered about this. I think this is this is one that makes sense in the context of the exercise, but may cost me in um in getting people to vote. I'm gonna go. Jack O'Connell with my. Oh yeah, pick. it was going to be on mine. Yeah, because is Jack O'Connell the best player that's played for us in the last twenty-five years? No, has he had the biggest impact? No, is he the best left centre-back to play for us in the last twenty-five years? Not even close. I mean, there's, I don't think anyone else on this list touches what he has brought to us, and it's such a shame that he hasn't been able to play for the last three years. But yeah, those yeah. three years, or whatever it was, League One for two years in the Championship, and then one Premier League, four seasons. I mean, he looked England class. I don't think. I think he's a transformative player at centre back. It's yeah. not just here is a very good defender. Here is someone who helps you go in the other way as well, and. Yeah, I think any team that's got O'Connell in it is is automatically off to a good start. So, yeah. Yeah, that's, Greg. That's, uh, I'm slotting him in
1: Yeah, it would have been in mine. I think that Brentford at home um, when we won 2 all was probably the best individual defensive performance I've ever seen mm. from any Sheffield United player. Like, I, 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 I think I put it on our group chat, actually, there. as I walked out of the ground, I would say, better than Maldina. <laughs> <laughs> they were that good. Obviously, some great moments as well. O'Connell coming in and stuff and he, I don't know what would have happened if he'd have stayed fit, whether it would have made a difference in his staying up, but it's a nice little narrative almost uh, that as soon as he got injured, we just fell to pieces, basically. Um,
0: yeah.
1: And, yeah, he should have got an England call-up. He, he definitely should have, just purely because they were calling up the likes of Tyrone Mings at that point. So. Yeah, well, and still are. Still anyway. are in 2023.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Surprised me a little bit, yeah. Yeah, good thing. Yeah, underrated thing with their is is athleticism, I think. just Because mm. I think we then went through a period of being quite – unathletic like possibly for the next two or three years up until yeah. maybe last season we got a bit more athletic but
1: yeah he yeah. was i
0: mean he's an absolute beast don't even cover it now <laughs> if you just look at his instagram it's like ab central yeah. but yeah he yeah. was uh he was a physical specimen back then as well um and yeah hell, hell of a ball player um one of my favorite players in this time and yeah I feel feel pretty good about getting him in my team who, who are you yeah. uh who are you having with your second pick
1: this is a player I don't even know. We've sort of so I might be cheating a little bit. I don't know if he's ever played this particular position. But I think he'd be it would have been fantastic in this setup. It's Jaggy but I've gone for right center half.
0: Yeah, he um, definitely played in the Premier League. So I, I, to be honest as there's a couple of players I thought of, and Jagielka's is one of them that you could play in about three or four different positions. And I'd, yeah, I'd I mean,
1: my my argument, if you were going to put up an argument yourself, is that he's played right, he played right back for a long, a lot of seasons. Well, at least two full seasons for us, hmm. and he played centre half for at least a full season for us. So I think right, because we're doing three five two. If we didn't put people like him in, we would have to just pick the the Chris Wilder team <laughs> and, and what we've got now. So. I think Jagielka. Obviously, he played midfield for the majority, I'd say, of his career with us. Um, But I imagine him in that right centre back role. I think it'd be fantastic. I think he's got everything for that role. Obviously, the uh, this is like in his prime, not when we had him the second time around, obviously. But um, you know, getting up and down, got us a few goals. Wasn't the most skillful player. You know, he wasn't sort of someone who took loads of players on, and he didn't have the. I don't know the drive maybe that Basham might have had from that position, but just an all-round better player, and I think he has to go in one of our teams definitely. Mm. Three, three Player of the Year awards in a row, two thousand and five to uh, two thousand and seven. Um, in a in good teams as well. We're not talking, There's someone else I might mention who, who matched that, but not in a you know not in a great side. Jagielka three three Player of the Year in a promotion season and a Premier League season. I think if outsiders looking at this who don't know that much about Sheffield United and they look what team they'll pick they'll probably point to Jags won't they and say oh yeah he, he was really good
0: yeah good pick good pick I like that definitely having him at centre back is um, more than fine for me um, oh you've put me in a bind now uh, it's already it's already getting tricky yeah. uh, okay I'm not going to overthink Illumin and Die is my next
1: pick. Ah, you dumb man. Who
0: I probably, <laughs> I'll be honest with you, I probably would have picked first, but um the, yeah, fact, that o, the fact that the was there, I figured he probably wouldn't be there by the time I picked again. So um
1: He would have been my next one just for the for the
0: record. <laughs> yeah. I, I know we're only talking like a season and a, well, it's two it's two good seasons. One great season, one good season, I suppose, yeah. of Die. Um, and there's obviously other players on this list that have contributed more um, over a longer period of time. But, I mean, let's not mess around. We've t- we talked about it ad nauseum, I suppose. We obviously talked about it, Give him a 10 out of 10 on our player ratings pod the last podcast. Probably the best player to play for us in this 25 years. You know, people my dad's age, like my dad, for example, saying he's the best player he's ever seen play for us. Seems like a no-brainer to want him in your team. So, yeah, that's that's my fourth pick. Fair enough.
1: Fair enough. I can't argue with that whatsoever. As I said, I, I would have had him, but I'm going to go for a striker actually, just so you don't nick all the best ones. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going. And maybe people will be surprised at this. I'm not sure. I've got. I'm going to go for James Beater, Oh wow! Uh, yeah. Um, he played in a terrible United team, James Beater. <laughs> Um the Brian Robson team, obviously. Mm. And then under Kevin Blackwell, who, as we know, didn't play the best football. We, we were decent under him, mm. but obviously he left halfway through. 34 goals in 64 games, which is an unbelievable return, really, considering how bad we were. It's good. Yeah, I think, yeah. Um, and would we have gone up without him? It was, sorry, with him, if we'd have kept him, should I say? Yeah, um, I would, almost certainly. And I think that, to me, shows what a good player he was. And there's other strikers who have scored more. I would have had him die as my, my first choice, but I think I would have had beat him as my second choice because I think he was player of the year in his only full season. His goal record is better than anybody's, what we can pick on this list in terms of goals per game. Um, and, I, and I just think he looked like a player who were playing a level below uh, for the vast majority of Sheffield United career. And I know it's a bit of a, I won't say an obscure pick, but I think he's often overlooked maybe because of how little he played for us. But in that season, without him under Robson, we would have been in a, releg- a proper relegation battle. Because his goals... I mean, he was top goal scorer in the league and we were, like, fifth from bottom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, just... Yeah, so I'm going to go for James Beatty.
0: Yeah, I think he finished as top scorer for us that season uh, and he left in January, didn't he?
1: That's right, yeah, in the second season, yeah. Second season, um, I, excuse I, I, I me,
0: yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, I remember... I always remember uh, watching a, well, watching the results come in in a, in a pub once with a couple of Wednesday fans and Beattie would scored... He's may as well just change your name to Sheffield Beatty because he's <laughs> the only one who ever scores for you. But it. <laughs> it did feel like that at the time.
0: Yeah. No, I, I love Beattie. I thought he was... Um, you're right. I think that's a good shout He said about like it looked like he was playing a, a level below. It was almost a bit like, how have we got this guy? And then
1: yeah. I suppose
0: we shouldn't really have been surprised that he got sold within 18 months. No. <laughs> Especially <laughs> with... Kevin McCabe as, as chairman at that point. Yeah. Um, yeah, good uh, Good pick. You've you surprised me again, though, um, and so you've made my next pick easier. I can't leave Billy Sharp on the board any longer, mate. I can't risk not getting yeah. Sharp, and it was a toss-up between him and N'Jai for my last pick, so... The sixth overall pick. I'm I'm going early on strikers. That fills up my two striker slots. Mm. But I can't leave Sharp out there. I know he's just had a difficult season and he's probably played his last game for United now. We will will wait and see. But um, that seems pretty likely. He's currently golfing in Portugal with uh, two other ex-Blades, Jagielka and Simon Moore. Um, But I mean, just what more can you say about him? He is just a legend and a Sheffield United legend. He's scored hundreds of goals, he was there when we got promoted in um, from League One from the Championship. It was outstanding last season. I, you know, the, when I was doing the player ratings for him this season, I sort of had last season in mind, and it, I'd sort of forgotten just how good he was last season. I think he scored 14 goals and was just—it was phenomenal. We absolutely needed him last season, and I guess we've been. It's been sort of fortuitous, I guess, that we haven't needed him very much at all in the season that's just gone. Um, but yeah, I can't, I can't overlook Sharp, mate. I'm pretty, pretty happy with giant Sharp as my two forwards.
1: Uh, yeah, I can't argue
0: that at all. You were
1: obviously on my list, Sharp. I, I don't know. Maybe I went for Beattie for the hipster pick. <laughs> the, out, the out of the uh, out of the out of there. But... Very
0: talented. I mean, you could say like, you could talk me into Beattie being a more not skilled, but like a, maybe even a better striker like in a I
1: think he is a, I think he was a better striker I mean he played he scored more goals in the top flight even mm. in the England team and stuff like that not with us but yeah. even that with Beatty, though do you remember there they they were genuine uh, sort of rumours that he might have got called up for the England squad at one point This, I think this is the time when they were like picking Jay Bothroyd and people like that <laughs> oh, and God. people were saying like well where's Beatty? you know he's top goal in the championship and, uh, but yeah I can't argue Billy Sharp obviously yeah, yeah. Was that and Spen- we'll, hopefully, we'll hopefully do a, if he does leave we'll do a proper you know, proper, proper pod on him to give him a proper send off.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, was that when uh, like Sven was managing? He was just giving out you know, caps yeah. to everyone. I'm Seth pretty Johnson sure. Yeah, I do
1: remember like the beatty for England chance and stuff like that. And they weren't ridiculous <laughs> chants. It weren't like Porter for England. When we <laughs>
0: <laughs> Get him on the plane, right? Yeah. Uh, it's your fourth pick, the seventh overall. I'm going for a position that I, that I struggle with the most, and it's left wing
1: back. And I'm obviously going for Ender Stevens. Uh, good shout. Uh, Top three left wing backs in England in that one season in the Premier League. I don't think that's being biased. I don't think I think all the stats back that up. He was phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal, up until COVID. Like at the top level in the best league in the world, we're not we're not going to get a player who's the top three in his position ever again. I would have thought in the Premier League. Mm. I don't know if I'm being can't see it, and he were up there. Every, like I said, with the stats, I think the Ronnie Robertson actually realistically above him. Um, but not just that, the important goals to get us up as well. I think his contribution at the end of the season of, you know, the goals a uh, uh, goal at Hull, goal against Forest, massive to getting us up. I think his first season. You, I remember you and JB in the end of Defender Club. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was one of these sort of people who were thinking he's all right, but you know, but he, the the way he stepped up in the Championship in our promotion season, and then stepped up again. In the Premier League, just absolutely phenomenal, and it's obviously is a massive shame. Whatever's happened to him, and maybe he just you know, maybe he was playing above himself for those two seasons, and, he, and he's gone back to his normal level. I don't know, but for those two seasons, or particularly the season in the Premier League, that's why I've gone for him. I think he's he was head and shoulders above every single left wing back or left back that we've had in my lifetime.
0: Yeah, can't can't argue with that. It's definitely uh, yeah. If I was ranking all the left wing backs in this period or, or players who could potentially play left wing back, yeah yes yeah, it's ender stevens then it's daylight and then it's the rest basically isn't it? um mm, and yeah mm. the last last three and a half years can't taint how good he was for the what three years that came before that um yeah, yeah you're right when we you know when we started that premier league season and i think it was palace at home and he just he was just rocking out these like insane bits of skill i'm like bloody hell i knew he was good like, you know i knew he was good last season but where's this yeah. come from? And then he, yeah, I don't yeah, know, yeah, after, yeah. after about uh, a month into the season, United are putting out like a highlight reel of him, just nutmegging people. <laughs> it's <was Yeah>. amazing. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah he was he's always been, even when he's been poor, he's always been a good like final third passer. Like this is something mm. that always shows up well on the stats. He's always good at uh, progressing the ball into the penalty area, which is definitely a skill. It's not a, it's not fluke that he does that. Um, so yeah, good. Good uh, good shout. You've got that position locked down. I'm not I'm not going to be able to compete with you at left wing, but that's for no. sure. Um,
1: I think it's, I'm, I'm interested to see who you pick, actually, because when I was looking at it, I narrowed it down to two players, basically, um, mm. who I who would have been all right with. One of them, Stevens, obviously, who I picked, and the other one, I'll not spoil it in case you pick him, but we'll, yeah. when we get to it.
0: Well, I need a midfielder because I haven't picked one yet, and I'm going to go Ollie Norwood here, Ooh. Uh, which... I ummed an odd over, but Mm. ultimately, like, you know, I think about, like, who are the best midfielders I've seen play for United? And Coots is the one that, in this period anyway, Coots is Mm. the one that always springs to mind. You've obviously picked Michael Brown already. Um, Mm. But it's like, well, Norwood's just the better (laughs) Coots. And he did it for a longer period of time, and he got promoted twice, and. He, I, I've, I haven't seen a player like him who can pass the ball, like, even for opposition, you know, when opposition teams come to the lane, I don't think I've seen anyone that's made me go oh wow, he's even better than Norwood he's just a fantastic passer, his crossing is really good, his set pieces are probably undervalued at this point because we sort of expect to score from every single one of them obviously his shooting is terrible and he's not the most athletic person in the world, but then he's he's always like towards the top of the league for interceptions and tackles and yeah, love his attitude. I think having him having him in this team gives me a, a bit of a bit of captaincy. Oh, I've got some big personalities already in my team with o- <laughs> o- o- O'Connell, yeah. Sharp, and Giant Norwood. This is a hard working team. This yeah, is. so can't yeah, argue. I'm uh, yeah, I'm happy my, my list as well. happy to get him in midfield.
1: Do you know what I'm going to go for next? And he wasn't on my initial list, but I want to get him in before in case you nick him. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go left center half, and I'm going to go Harry Maguire. Okay.
0: Um, yeah, I can I, see
1: that. I, I don't obviously play his left centre-half for Man United and England which yep. is why I'm happy he didn't really play it for us but again, if we're playing these tactics we're going to have to be a bit creative as I said, he wouldn't have been in my team O'Connell would have been above him but then I started looking into the, the stats of him because when I am looking for like backups three player of the season awards again in a, mm. in a row, in a bad team but he was so young when he got these player of the season awards he was sort of 19, 20, 21 when he got them and there's no one on this list other than maybe one other um player we might get to who will who's gone on to have a better career. Is the cat he was the captain of Manchester United. And I know he's a bit of a joke figure now in the Premier League, but you know, this is a guy who's going to play 50, 60 games for England or something like that. I'm sure he, must, he can't be far
0: off that, can he, now? Oh, he must have done that already. He's probably played. Yeah, I mean, that's what I mean. Probably played and 30 of tournaments.
1: He, and he still, at this point in time, has still played the majority of his career with Sheffield United. And like I say, he wasn't on my list, and I think some people I was, I was one of them. I forgot about him. When I did the list, I was like, oh, yeah. Why have not we had him? <laughs> you know, why I've why got him on my list. And I think in particular, that that uh, season, just before he left under Clough, when Clough came in, he was doing those maraudering mm. runs from centre-half um, up the field. Can you imagine him on the left-sided, you know I mean, doing that for yeah. us, the left centre-back? And we've seen him do it for England, you know, at his peak. And I don't think the last couple of years, where he's been a bit of a joke for at man, figure at Man U should you know go against him because he's still a fantastic premier league defender
0: and it's totally unfair that he's become that quote joke figure um which is entirely yeah. i mean that's an entirely fair label that you're using there because that is how yeah, yeah yeah uh football twitter sees harry Maguire. um he has only played 55 games for england actually so i, I thought he played a bit more but um he only played because
1: he possibly gets 100 caps he's not he's not old
0: yeah, he only played four in 2020. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming we didn't play many games that year because of COVID. So it's yeah, that's right. Yeah. Double digit. And he, he only made his debut in 2017 as well. Um, yeah, I remember... Uh, which one was it? I can't remember if it was... Maybe it was that World Cup, the 2018 one, actually. And uh, was that Russia? I think it was, wasn't it? 2018? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you
1: were a revelation. He <laughs> was.
0: And, and so many uh, like uh, fan, fan, non-United fans were like blown away by him powering forward with the ball. They're like, "Whoa, what's yeah. Harry Maguire doing here?" And and I imagine like myself, like I imagine like most of the United fans were like, "Well, yeah, he's, uh, he was doing that when he was seventeen, whatever he was playing yeah. for." Us. Like I mean, he's brother, always so, had Wednesday that.
1: Fans, Wednesday fans used to call him "Lead Boots" and stuff, and I understand in the sense that he always looked a bit cumbersome, but. He, he, he just defies physics almost with how good his close control was, and I hope he gets a move, and I hope he gets mm. back to show him what he can do because I think the last two, he's such a difficult. I mean, he's a captain of Manchester United. The pressure when, especially when they're not doing as well as they normally do or they expect to do, must be horrendous. And I, I I'm one of them, so I don't I don't regret I don't. Uh, Regards, people for forgetting how good he was and how good he is for us and stuff like that, and how good he is, sort of say, sold now for England. Um, but yeah, I think I'm putting him in there because I didn't want you to nick him.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's fair. And I, I, I was eyeing him up as a, a right centre back myself. Yeah, because um, he could, he, he could've, you could have, you could have picked him in any three, of, any of those three positions, absolutely. Um, mm. Yeah. He, uh, I think the first time I properly saw Maguire was when we were in League One. He scored at Oldham in that first game of the season, and yeah, you, you just sort of thought like this. Kind of, I mean, he could score ten goals from centre back. Cause he's massive, mm. wasn't he? Even at, uh, however old he was then, he probably was about eighteen or nineteen at that point. Um, yeah, I, I never thought he'd go on to be as good as he is. And no, and same. And obviously no. now the narrative has shifted that he's not as good as everyone thought he was, but uh, he's, he's awesome. I, I love him. I think he should. Um, <laughs> every time I see somebody picking England. Eleven that doesn't have Maguire in it. I just think you're mad. Like, they're, they're they're what? Are you going to play Taro Mings? Are you going to play? That's what I mean. Yeah, Connor Cody I mean, th- or something instead. James Tarkovsky. Like, give me a break. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. And like I say, he needs a move. I hope he gets someone like Villa or someone like that, who's you know got ambitions of getting into Europe and and he can show what he how good he is again.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you've 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 stolen one there. I think I'm surprised he's come this far down down the draft mm-hmm. board. Um, oh, you've, see, I'm I'm sort of conscious that I'm largely just picking the team that we have at the moment. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see. I am gonna have. Uh, this is gonna go. So I've got a fairly defensive midfielder in Norwood. So I feel I feel I can do this. I'm gonna go everybody's favorite Nottingham Forest player Morgan Gibbs White with my next pick, and I'm gonna play him in what midfield. A
1: tra- what a traitor! <laughs>
0: <laughs> he can. Uh, I'm gonna. He, he can play on the right of midfield for me. Um, mm. Yeah. Uh, obviously, he's you know he's, he's got some United fans backups by backs up by shockingly talking about how much he loves the Nottingham Forest fans in the last few weeks. (laughs) Unbelievable. The team
1: that he plays for. Who does that sort of
0: thing? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And he's only, you know, he was only one season here, but um, it's it's hard to argue. We all said that Forest overpaid for him, but it's actually hard to argue now that Mm. he did that because he's a massive reason that they stayed up, you know, one of their few consistent players all the way through the season. I think I said, um, and this hasn't actually happened, so I'm not patting myself on the back retrospectively here. But I think I said at the end of the previous season, like I expect him to be in an England squad in like 18 months, and he's he's not quite there yet. Although he's still got time. There's a lot of talk that he probably should have been in this most recent squad, which I think is a is a fair shout. And maybe with Madison going down to the championship now, maybe um, mm. maybe he'll be in that next squad. But he's a sensational player. Um, yeah, we've obviously waxed lyrical about him. I think like. And Jai, he is just an amazing team player. And Forrest have obviously benefited from that this season. And mm-hmm. I guess maybe that's some of the sort of emotional, like, jealousy that's kind of crept in is like, you know, he was playing so hard for us and now he's playing so hard for another team. Well, that's just because he's just going to play hard. Wherever he's playing, I think. You know, yeah. if, somebody, yeah, yeah, yeah. if somebody happens to throw Forrest a load of money this summer, he'll be telling, you know, he'll be thinking that that's the best club he's ever played for next. And yeah. fair play to him. Right player, yeah. great attitude, great skill. Very happy to have him on my team. Hate him. No, I don't really like
1: that. <laughs> no, I completely agree. Um I hope he doesn't get humble. you know booed. Which he will do. He is going to get season. booed, and I hate
0: that. I hate that. I don't like that. Like don't don't actually, do that. Really. I'm on my preemptive strike on this just because he said he loves Forest fans like more than. Yeah, he'd even say I love them more than Sheffield United fans. He just said. Do you know
1: what? People have took, a, a, took it as a dig against us as well. I think he said the best fans I've played in front of. Mm. I, is that is almost certainly aimed at Wolves because yeah. they are giving him inc- an, an incredible amount of stick, and they have done for the like since he joined Forest. And there's been this beef against him, and he gave it they all the ears or whatever, didn't he? When he scored a pen against them uh, in a cup game, I'm absolutely sure. I don't think I'm being sort of red and white specked by saying that he's aimed at much more at Wolves if you if he's aiming at anyone yeah. than it
0: is us. There, there cannot be a, a shadow of doubt that he has anything but positive feelings towards Sheffield United. No. He loved it. He was like although. Man- I do like the chant, the McAtee chant. <laughs> I still don't know the tune of this. I've not really... Uh...
1: I can't repeat it on a family-friendly
0: podcast. No, you can't. <laughs> and, it's, and, and Nor should you, because we don't agree with that sentiment. I love Gibbs White, and I'm... No, uh, yeah. it's catchy. It's like, you know...
1: Uh, <laughs> Mar- uh, what's his name? Charles Manson did some catchy songs. You can't deny it. <laughs>
0: uh, right, that was the 10th overall pick, uh, and we've had five each, obviously, so... Um... Yeah. Yeah, who who are you? Uh, who are you locking in with your eleventh? Oh, excuse me.
1: Another central midfielder, and I'm going
0: John Fleck. And I thought mm.
1: this is a fairly obvious choice in a way. I know why you've gone Gibbs White. I know why you've gone Norwood, but Fleck played the season in League One when we went up. That was such an important season, and then played the season in the first Championship season, joined you know with with sure. uh, Billy Sharp, and probably I think the best season from a midfielder that I've ever seen for us in the top flight. In mm. that first season, he was in with Arsenal, and that <laughs> weren't like a joke. Like it weren't like sort of, oh yeah, imagine that. He was like, oh no, he's going to go to Arsenal. You know, p- big clubs were were looking at him. Mm. Two promotions, and as I said, the, the the best, just the best season I've seen from a midfielder. I don't think he was in the top three in his position or anything like that. Like Ender Stevens was, but I think it, I think it was a fair shout to put him in the top ten to fifteen midfielders in the Premier League that year.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think you're probably right. he has got a lot of goals that season as well, didn't he, From like you know, relatively for him, I think he has got. I think a lot it was six goals, which is yeah. Six I mean, goals it's not a, decent in the. I mean, that, yeah, yeah. I, I mean,
1: it's it, not, he, it, he's not a goal-scoring midfielder anyway. I think that if there's one weak link about Fleck, he should probably get. More, he should have probably got more goals yeah. because of his you know box-to-box sort of thing. You were. A little bit like Michael Brown, I felt like that in that sense. You know, he got up and down, but Brown. The reason I picked him is because he had more of a goal threat than Fleck. Um, but Fleck had a better season for us in the Premier League,
0: definitely. Yeah, I mean, do you anticipate? Second, but... sorry. Sorry, Brown never play for us in the Premier League, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, do you anticipate any of our midfielders scoring six goals next season?
1: Um, it's
0: an ask, right? <laughs> it's
1: yeah, a I lot mean, of goals. I don't think everyone scored six this season. We're still here. You he obviously not not including and Doyle.
0: So, uh, burger what... did also. did Berger get six? I believe so off the top of my yeah, head yeah
1: but realistically it's going to be a massive ask yeah massive massive ask and like I say he's another player that a bit like Ender Stevens. if people are looking at this list and say uh, the, the recency bias might be mm, you know but once they've retired five years down the line mm. people are going to be turning back and saying oh my how good would John Fleck
0: yeah <laughs> great player um, yeah. yeah really interested to see what where he's playing next season, I think. Um, yeah. yeah. So I obviously like the genesis of this um, this podcast is I'm obviously doing a uh, ranking my top 101 United players of the last 25 years for the pinch. Mm. So I I have like a sh- I have my shortlist of my 101 rankings, but it kind of uh, I guess it's it, I don't know it's, it's not totally useful for this because it you know we're we're doing picks by position and stuff, but I yeah. do have Fleck very high on my list of the last 25 years. In fact, he just sneaks inside the top 10. Um, so yeah can't argue with that at all I'm now yep. uh scrambling to think on i I needed um, I wonder if I should take a right wing back next because uh, there's several know oh, there's too many good ones uh, let me just see here I think I've ordered these oh god left wing backs not good yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna have to leave that one till last i think yeah it's difficult that one yeah yeah uh okay um this is challenging, but I'm gonna have an Almada Hodzic as my right centre back.
1: Yeah, interesting. I, I it was definitely a contender for me. I just think it's just the one season. The, the only reason that I yeah didn't mm. have him as my first
0: choice. Yeah, because there's a there's another obvious. Well, you've picked your right centre back, so I don't need to. Yeah, I went for couch, I went for my track, yeah. yeah, so it's, it, it was Armad Hodzic or Basham. Um, mm. But I just think it's it's so easy to make the case that Armadozic is better than Basham. <laughs> I think that's you know do you not think do you, I guess it's close. But this is you, really really difficult to be honest. I, pro- I he is better,
1: but Basham's the more from us from, for us should I say. So yeah. it's it's a really really difficult one. Um, I think if Armadozic has a good season next season in the Premier League, he absolutely gets into our best ever team. I think that's pretty. I think that's pretty clear, is it? Not ever, sorry. In, in, this team, what we're doing yeah. now,
0: yeah, I um, think so the
1: twenty-five years team. I, for me, I just think it's just that one season. You know, mm. it might be a I'm trying to think it we were a one-season wonder. Who can think? Mark Brown could podcast that actually. Yeah, <laughs> Gen- Gen- Evans. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Ched Evans. Yeah, that'd be a fantastic. Yeah, fantastic shout. So, but yeah, obviously, I can't really argue.
0: Yeah, um, I, I'm I'm basing this pick on. The season that Armadocic has just had is better than any single season that Basham has had. And you can, I think you can debate that, but that's the side of it I'm coming down on. So, um, yeah, yep. that's my right centre back. Right, 13th pick is yours. Who do you want?
1: I'm going to go for someone else who's still playing for us. Uh, centre half. I'm really happy with these three centre halves I've got here, and I'm going for John Egan. Um, yeah, that's good. If, if anyone wants to know how good John Egan is, listen to the latest Four Blades because John does a fantastic job of <laughs> describing him. I thought we were going to ask him out by the end of it. <laughs>
0: to but, it, was, it was um,
1: but yeah, just unbelievably, just so underrated. I've said in the last pod, Liam, he always says if you, if you could meet one player, it'd be John Egan because he, is, he goes under the radar, but he is exactly the sort of player who, again, a bit like Fleck, like five years down the line, you'd be going. We need a John Egan. That's what we need, a John Egan. Mm. Um and I was gonna go for someone else who you might pick, so I'm not gonna uh I'm not gonna mention him. But when I looked at the facts and what this guy's achieved with us and everything, he is absolutely a Blaze legend already. And he goes under the radar. He doesn't get spoken about, and he's. But at the same time, there's not many of us next season. will be going into it thinking, "Oh, we probably need to upgrade." on John Egan, it's just like, yeah, well, Egan's going to play, and yeah, yeah. that's you know, we're going into the Premier League, and we've probably got five players that we're not worried about, and he's one of them.
0: Yeah, it would be interesting to cast our minds back, or maybe even go back to those. Podcast from that uh, the start of that season and, and compare how we felt about our eleven mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. going into that season. I don't know, maybe I, maybe I was quite fairly optimistic that season at the ninth place form, but mm-hmm. yeah, uh, I, I almost had him in my last pick, but I think there's I think there's another centre back who is very close in ability to him, so I was I was kind yeah. of uh, I don't mind which one I end up with. Um, although yeah 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 yeah, uh, if, if we're just talking like uh, fan favouriteness from my point of view, then yeah, Egan would be. Egan would be my favourite centre back, like middle centre back that's played for us um, in this whole time. Right, yeah. um, I don't want to let this player drop to you after you've got Harry Maguire in there, so I'm going to take my right wing back now, and that is Carl Walker, ah. who only <laughs> we only had a couple of seasons out of him, so obviously we didn't know that he was going to go on to be like a fairly generational talent. I think you know yeah. almost under, I mean he was the most expensive defender in the world I think until uh, until Harry Maguire became the most expensive defender in the world but yeah like Maguire this guy is possibly better on the international stage than um than he is domestically although he's still absolutely crushing it for Man City I mean I had to I have to laugh at some of the rumors that get I know it's you know it's just fun and games for some people and it's it's a fun way to pass time during the summer, but the the idea that Carl Walker will be playing for Sheffield United in the next twelve months is absolutely insane. No. He strolls into against every say again, sorry.
1: Did anyone see him against Mbappe in the World Cup, which was less than six months ago? <laughs> yeah.
0: He strolls into every team in the Premier League and like probably ninety-nine percent of all the teams in Europe he's I know he's sort of, what is he now, 31, 32, so he's, he's, he's yeah. coming towards the end of his career, but he's still a absolutely, he's 33, excuse me, uh, just turned um, a couple of days ago. He's he's an absolutely elite athlete still. He's so fast. I know he's not the, you know, there, there are other right wing backs who may be better on the ball, who maybe would give you a bit more goal threat, but if you've got Walker's athleticism, you know, bombing forward uh, to support and Jai, Sharp and Gibbs-White, as I've got, Then Mm -hmm. uh, you're gonna have a good time. And um, in in terms of like how much of this is weighted towards uh, what he did for United and what he did after United, from the very first moment I saw this kid, I was like, yeah, I think he's probably gonna go play for England. You know, when he was 17 year old or whatever, playing his debut, it's like, oh, we, we just had Cal Norton, who's been brilliant all season, and come through our system, and. Wait, this guy's a couple of years younger and he's even better. Like, what's going on here? Um, yeah. yeah, that playoff final against Burnley, were our most best attacking threat,
1: and I think mm. it was there. I remember him coming into the like to the team and you are thinking this guy's good. But we're actually that playoff final where we were awful. Where I thought yeah. this guy's unbelievable. He's just, <laughs> just like sprinting past people and like all these slow midfielders. Like they play well in the in the final in fairness to him. But you know you got like Monty and Quinn <laughs> trying to, <laughs> trying to get forward and catch him up, like running into the box and. You know, we had Craig Beatty up front, which is another oh, uh, God. yeah. It's another uh, yeah, another, another tick for James Beatty in my team. That, I think, is the <laughs> yeah. that we ended up with him, and yeah, I think we'd have almost certainly gone up actually if we'd have had James Beatty in the in the in the in the game for the final because Walker and Norton on the other side were creating lots of you know good chances in terms of getting into good areas. There were no one in the box to cross to who were no. any good. So yeah, have we I think... got
0: uh, Craig Beatty's son on trial or something? Or did I imagine that? Oh, I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't. I, uh, may, may, yeah, maybe.
1: But yeah. Uh, sorry, sorry. Um, but yeah, yeah. No, it's fine. Carl Walker uh, would have been my first choice pick, definitely. At right wing back.
0: Nice. Uh, Jevon Beattie was offered a Sheffield United contract um, in February. A two-year deal. Uh, he's the son of. Craig, of course. So there you go. I yeah. I yeah. Doing that. Do
1: you imagine if he scores like like where Dean Windass ran on the pitch, didn't he, after Wednesday one Because obviously mm. Josh Windass scored. Imagine if East- Jevon B is going
0: for us and Craig B is running up <laughs> <Like, don't laughs> very I very guess. slowly onto the pitch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. We are over halfway through now. Obviously, we have got how many players have we got left? I've one, got two, three, four. four. Yes, we've got four yeah. picks each left. Um, you still need a goalkeeper a right-wing-back, a midfielder and a forward. I still need a goalkeeper, a left-wing-back, a centre-back and a midfielder.
1: Right. I'm going to go my final forward. I know you've already picked yours, but you might have been to of this guy somewhere else. And this might be the most controversial pick, maybe. But I'm going for Didze, David McGoldrick. Mm, I just love, I love him. It. I love him. I absolutely love watching him play. And we all know he didn't... I say off not goals. He got 15 goals in a promotion season and then were at nine in the season we were one of the worst ever teams in the yeah, Premier League. He scored a bad...
0: almost half our goals, yeah.
1: Yeah, so he's not you know, he's not he's not as bad. His goals scoring record were nowhere near as bad as it as it seemed. Injuries caught with him in that final season, but I don't think I've ever enjoyed watching a player as much as this guy. Mm. Um and I think him and Beatty up front would work magnificently well, I have to admit. Um I wouldn't I wouldn't have had these two, I would have had Illiman and Beatty as my two, but McGoldrick's not a bad second choice and I think, you know, him feeding beaty and stuff and just what a player. And I love him. And I and <laughs> I think he's another one who's already a already a Blaze legend. Um but again, in five or six years we're gonna be looking at highlights of him and saying what a player we had on his hands there. One of the most technically gifted players we've we've ever had.
0: Yeah, yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. And I, I love I love the idea of that front two together, McGoldrick and Beatty, That's yeah, that's you're gonna have a lot of fun watching that, aren't you? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, how many goals he scored this season with Goldrick? I don't know it's in League he's One, got 22, but twenty-two, I think, something like that. He's a machine. Is he? Yeah. Uh, did, do you know if he's out of contract? There, not that I'm suggesting we sign him. <laughs> that would be kind of <laughs> hilarious. But I'm just curious uh, if I'm he's not, sticking I'm around. I'm
1: not entirely sure, but I think there's a definite. I mean, we didn't know this at the time, and I didn't agree with it, but there's a. A definite argument to say that we possibly should have got rid of Billy Sharp and kept David McGoldrick last oh season. Oh, God.
0: Can you imagine that? It worked that out well. It
1: went out. But you know what I mean? I think yeah. McGoldrick undoubtedly had the better season out of the Tibur in, albeit a lower, a lower level. And yeah, I'm absolutely. I just can't put into words. I think he's my favourite ever United player. Not the best, but my, probably my favourite.
0: Yeah. Good shout. Uh, McGoldrick, he was on a one year deal at Derby, but he has since been offered a oh, new oh. missed deal. out.
1: Imagine it. Eamonn McBurney, from. <laughs>
0: <in the> <laughs> Run it back. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, okay, so mm, so you, you've already picked all your centre backs, so I'm not in a great rush to yeah. pick mine. So I think I probably should take a midfielder here because that mm-hmm. is a position you have still got to select. So hmm, bu- 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 so you've had Fleck already. We've had Gibbs White. Oh, it's getting tricky now. Let's see. Sorry, I'm. I'm gonna have to
1: give this some thought. No, I, do you know what? I've let you go for this because I'm a coward and I dare not pick <laughs> the last one. So, wherever you go for, I think yeah.
0: It. Okay, so I've got a few on here that that I think merit consideration. Um, but looking down my list of people I've got listed as midfielders in this period, I think I, I think I have to pick. No, I don't know. <laughs> this is really
1: difficult. <laughs>
0: yeah. Okay. 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 This, I think this is
1: the hardest position. I think this is the position we've been weakest in over the last twenty five years. Just and I didn't realize that until we did this. To be honest, and I'm,
0: I'm yeah. going to do this because I think it. Um, I think it does it, it balances well with the other ones. I'm going to pick Michael Tong here, which is okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, it's tough. There's a lot of. I think you nailed it right at the start where you said we've we've not been great in mid, not been not great. Is it, I think if you're doing like your ranking of. Best positions or like strength and depth over the last twenty four years. Mm-hmm. I Think midfield a little bit, a little bit samey. I mean, I'm looking at the list now. We've obviously we've, had, we've picked Norwood, Brown, Fleck already. I can't. I don't really want coots in my team. While I've got Norwood, yeah, yeah. Duffy was the other one I was teetering yeah. on, but I'm, I'm I'm sorry if I'm spoiling your pick here. Don't don't tell no, me. No, no. Pick.
1: There's two I've got here, and one of them you've not mentioned, and one of them is another bit of maybe a surprise. But yeah, carry yeah,
0: on. Yeah. Um, Duffy, I don't know. That feels that feels a little bit too too maverick to have him and Gibbs mm-hmm. White. So Tong, he, uh, he he played on the left of midfield um, when he when he first broke into the team. Uh, I don't know. I feel like we we almost underrate Michael Tong now because he yeah. never reached the heights we kind of hoped he would reach. Or, or possibly his first couple of seasons were his best yeah. couple of seasons, and then he was just sort of slightly off those levels for the rest of the time. But he was still a brilliant player for us, and he's got a like. He played a ton of games, that scored a ton of goals, and looked absolutely unplayable at times. And obviously, uh, it was a massive part of the team that um, got to those all those semi-finals and the playoff finals. And he was a big part of the team that got promoted as well. And he's got some pretty important goals in the uh, Premier League season as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, 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 an, it's a, like you say, he's an underrated one again. I think. Mm-hmm. I think if he hadn't had come on with the, the massive hype that he got when he first came into the team, then, you know, we would have... He he, he would have gone down as, like, a, a really good academy product and another one on the on the list of... Maybe because Jagielka never burst onto the scene, did he? Like, in the way Tong did.
0: No, I took so, a, I think his best season was the promotion season, Jagielka. He sort of just yeah. stalled a little bit. Um, yeah, I'm just looking now, so Tong uh he made a couple handful of appearances in 2001 but then his, his yeah. first proper season was oh one oh two. uh he scored three goals eight goals four goals three goals three two in the premier league and then one more in the championship it's a pretty yeah. decent return but the the assist was the main thing when it or just his like unbelievable creativity i still remember that sheffield derby that we somehow lost where he Absolutely destroyed oh, yeah, them I mean, at Hillsborough.
1: Yeah, there were two in a row, actually. There were another one at Hillsborough, a 0-0, if you remember that one. I, yeah, I don't blame you for not because <laughs> <laughs> it, it wasn't the most memorable game. But he was fantastic in that match as well. Hmm. Um, and I, I think, yeah... He, He's, he's he's up there with like sort of some of the best moments of his being a Sheffield United fan. Have probably involved Michael Tong, the goal at Hillsborough, that fantastic one, the Liverpool stuff. Do you know what I mean? Some really good moments and a and a really talented player. Probably wasn't as good as we first thought, but that doesn't mean mean he's a bad player.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, of the midfield options that are left, I feel I feel best about picking him here. Mm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All right, pick seventeen.
1: I'm going to go goalkeeper. I think it's time to do it. I'm just going to go for my favourite player, and it's Alan Kelly. I didn't even know if he played enough games in this era, but I double-checked and he has. He he did, yes. Yeah. Played over 40 games, so it's fine. I'm possibly basing this pick on pre-97, if I'm going to be completely honest, but he was good after. And the reason why I clinched my goalkeeping position is because of that Coventry penalty shootout, to be honest, Mm. Um, where, you know, uh, Irish eyes are smiling on St. Patrick's Day lot of the commentary was. Fantastic uh, commentary. Um, just, I always remember sort of turning the radio on as, as a kid, not, you know, didn't go to all the games and away games and the amount of times the commentator would say, and Alan Kelly is keeping Sheffield United in the game, <laughs> just like absolutely incredible. Yeah. And I've had many, not not many a debate, but I've had debates with uh, Deb Bart and Webding of Tufty Club We both prefer Tracy, I think I'm right in saying. Um, I get it. I completely get it. Tracy were fantastic as well. But for me, growing up, and you know, even in '97, I was still at school, so still impressionable. I I remember doing my favourite ever, like my best world eleven at the time, like in school, like you used to do. You know what I mean? And I always used to have Alan Kelly in goal. <laughs> it was like above, like Peter Schmeichel and whoever else were you know flying around in those days, Seaman or whatever, because that's how I like, I rated him. I'm realising now that i would have been completely biased, but I still think he were a fantastic keeper.
0: I do remember always being baffled that he wasn't playing for Ireland every single game. And this was when they had like they've yeah. Given and um Yeah, Pat
1: Bonner, didn't they? Um, Pat Bonner, that were it, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: So they're and pretty, Shea
1: Given, yeah.
0: They were pretty well well stocked at goalkeeper. But yeah, similar to you actually, like growing um I, I guess around so what was this, ninety eight, so yeah, I was like thirteen, fourteen. Um yeah, he was my favourite player. You know, I had the I had that purple and green goalkeeper shirt, you know, the sort mm. of, of the green sleeves and um, I'm pretty sure I had the goalie gloves that he wore as well. I, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah same here. Yeah, Cause, yeah. Cause I, a... I what I
1: mean, as people who've ever seen me, I am about three foot, but I did want to <laughs> be a goalkeeper. Um like when I was younger. I was actually tallest in my class in year seven, and then it's never grew. Um <laughs> and, and because of that, Alan Kelly was my hero growing up. You know, he was yeah. like the I same as I you had the goalkeeper gloves, i had the kit, I had all that and I'm like, I'm gonna be a goalkeeper. And then I just never grew. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, well, no, you I was. Should give him small. That's true. Yeah, well, I was small, uh, not small. I was tall, um, but I was terrible at football. So I, I just defaulted to being a goalkeeper, and uh, yeah, yeah, and loved it. I think I was still wearing that goalie shirt, like when I was playing, sort of. You know, seven, eight years later, or something, in like yeah, 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 post sixteen football final or whatever. Um, yeah, he would be my favourite keeper of this era. I really enjoyed just to refer back to that Four Blades podcast. Actually, I really enjoyed that one the other day. Um, they talked about Simon Tracy on that one, and obviously, yeah, you can't really talk about one without talking about the other. And yeah, they're, I need they're to both my second
1: choice.
0: Yeah, yeah, Tracy probably made a bigger impact in this period of time because he played yeah. for us a lot longer. I think he was still playing for us in two thousand actually. Um
1: this just Would you say, I mean, I, I know you haven't picked yours yet, uh, but would you say this is the strongest position?
0: I I guess it probably is, actually. Yeah, yeah. No, I think so. Yeah, I'll I, I need to come back to that, but um centre back's good. Centre back's good as well. Mm. Um Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe revisit that at the end, actually. If I know, yeah. we, can, we can just jump on it here because we've, we've. Oh, no, I've still got centre back to pick, so maybe I'll talk about it there. Um Yeah, love Kelly. Uh, I I didn't pick a goalkeeper yet because there's like, there's there's probably three or four I wouldn't totally mind having, but um, I think he is probably the best. Well, no, I think. Well, I guess some people would debate it. I personally would have him as the best goalkeeper in these twenty-five years. The fact um, that
1: we have both of them,
0: and they mentioned this on Four Blades, obviously. So
1: weird, isn't it? It's bizarre how that happened for such a long time. yeah, and they both played loads of games as well. Like you know, Tracy would like would have ice ever. Attend. Imagine how many games Tracy's have played. They were there about four hundred years. <laughs> uh, like Kelly, I remember. I always remember Alan Kelly. Now we're going before what, the the twenty five area, but the first time I remember him playing is against Wednesday in. And I, I don't think you were following it that closely in this. Uh, the, about
0: 93. Uh, 93,
1: no I wasn't actually Oh, might be 92 the season before and he was fantastic like what hell is this goalkeeper and then obviously his, uh, his greatest moment in terms of his particular performances Wembley 93 mm. where I again, too young really to remember it I didn't go to that game I, I was, I, I were into football but not to the point where we were going every week or anything like that and I remember watching it and I've seen the... I mean, I'm absolutely idiot because I actually watched the highlights back about, in during lockdown of the, the Wembley 93. Because I've never seen it back because obviously mm. we're... Heartbreaking defeat, but I'm young, in, I were young enough to it for it to not affect me that much so I can watch it back. Oh, some of the saves Kelly's <laughs> pulling off in that is just absolutely incredible. I've never and that w- could have been an eight-one. We talk about the Boxing Day massacre. They still go on about that. Mm. That could have, imagine that. I and mean, we realistically could have lost about seven-one at Wembley in a semi-final to Wednesday. it would have been a disaster.
0: Yeah, I think my dad's always said said words to that effect. I've never actually watched the highlights of that. I've obviously seen the goals. Um, you know, you can't really avoid them. But I've never, I've never sort of thought to seek it out. But I pre- I, maybe I should go and do that now. Um, it's worth a watch just for Alan Kelly. Yeah, know I mean? yeah, just just I, just for that. I mean, yeah. If I were
1: watching that game live. And I, as an adult, I would have be, been because of the saves they were pulling off. If I were a Wednesday fan, I'd have been thinking they're going to win this because <laughs> this guy is just outrageous. Some of the scenes, some of the, some of the scenes, some of the saves he's pulling off, outrageous scenes, some of the saves he's <laughs> pulling, <laughs> uh, of of pulling off. Like if I were a Wednesday fan, I'd have just been sat there thinking they're going to win, they're just going to go up the other end and score because you know, we were awful in that game. <laughs> but Kelly were just 10 out, 10 out of 10.
0: Nice. Uh, well, talking about Rage's scenes, you um, you've you've got a very strong Irish contingent in your team. You know, you've got uh, I think half of your yeah. players are Irish so far. Yeah, you have got yep. Kelly, Ender, Egan, Didzy. Pretty good. Yeah. Do you know what?
1: I've I might have told you this before that um, I never had an England shirt when I was younger, but I had two Ireland shirts. Not really? Uh, I just liked them. There were one with the the, the four leaf clovers on on the front of them, and again, that were down to Alan Kelly. <laughs> I had more interest in the Irish team because they qualified for the 94 World Cup as well. Mm. And we had a, oh my God, we've got Sheffield United player in the World Cup. You know, we were him and Jostein Flo and I think your mate Roger Nilsson were in Norway <laughs> team as well. But I genuinely had for a couple of years, not now, but for a couple of years, I definitely had more affection for Ireland than England and that
0: was because of Alan Kelly. Yeah, fair news. Plot twist when I pick Roger Nilsson as my last <laughs> team, No, I'm not going to do that. Uh I am I'm going to pick my it Is my pick. Yes it is. Uh, I'm going to go yeah, with my final center back now and this is where uh, well I'll not I'll not faff about it. It's going to be Chris Morgan. It could have been a yeah. a up it was a bit of a toss up between him and Egan and that's why I, Same. I didn't pick him about 3 or 4 picks ago. Um I think Egan is probably better but Morgan has also been an absolute colossus for us and that center back trio. Yours is I think yours has maybe got a touch more class to it like Maguire, Egan, Jagielka but You ain't getting past mine. (laughs) O'Connell, Chris Morgan and Ahmed Oddsich, you're going to be black and blue at the end (laughs) of that game.
1: Var really, be having a field day. <laughs> yeah. Somebody's going to be uh, yeah.
0: rebounding off O'Connell's abs. Morgan's just going to be booting <laughs> him up in the air, and Armin will should be trying an overhead kick into someone's face.
1: Can you imagine a centre forward coming up against those three. Like if you play the lone striker or something, you be like, "Oh God, I'm going to get kicked to you death." Just cry it off when you'd be like, "Ah, oh, no, I, I, I feel ill. I can't do it." Today. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. want to do it. Uh, I'm going to have Morgan. I went for Egan, just I think he's done a bit more. But there's nothing in that. I think really close. Was, Player of the season, his debut season, Morgan, and never really looked back. And mm. one of the one of the uh, the standouts of that Premier League season under Warnock, I think, is performances, Morgan. Yeah, yeah, for
0: sure. <clears throat> um, so yeah, just uh, to touch on the conversation we uh, started, is goalkeeper our strongest position? It's very good. Centre back, though. Let me hit you with some names: Chris Basham, John Egan, Jack O'Connell, Chris Morgan, oh. Harry Maguire. All those have been picked by us so far. Ones that haven't been picked mm. uh, Owen oh, an Almanodzic as well. David Holds, I thought, thought it was outstanding. He's on my shortlist. Yep. Sean Murphy, I thought yep. was really good. Trainus Delas yep. probably didn't play enough to be. Yeah, I, I had
1: him in my shortlist, I thought he's just not played enough for me to. I uh, certainly at centre half, but obviously went on to win the champ- uh, the, the European Championships.
0: Yeah, I thought um, I thought Page was a great defender for us. Mm. E- 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 Hagen, uh only played a season. Yeah, uh, Jake Wright, you know. Miss, Matt Kilgallon
1: were good for us. He won Player of the Season the, the uh, season
0: that yeah, we finished on, third. No, blimey, yeah, I do not even have him on here. Um, mm. Yeah, uh, what was my point on that? Um, yeah, yeah, so the I think best area. I think I think so. Yeah, I think I think we've got like some genuine international class players on that list. Um, yeah. but, but goalkeeper is very good as well. Right. So well, to, to,
1: to follow on that, what you're going to say, what we we're talking about the best area. I'm going to go from a right wing back now because that okay. is a
0: real strong point as well.
1: And I don't know if I'm going hard overhead here, but I love watching him, and it's Vasper Bocchus. Ah, um, I
0: think you are going to say George Bulldog. I'm glad you've gone Bocchus, because I, I wanted to pick him. I wanted a player from that yeah. era, um, so I'm glad yeah. he's going to creep in it.
1: Bulldog probably he's certainly a better defender, Bulldog, than Vasper Bocchus. But as a right wing back is what we're playing, mm-hmm. I don't know if we I mean, Kyle Walker, a oh, fantastic choice, obviously. I don't think Vasper Bocchus is just the most suited ever player to a right <laughs> wing back role. Uh, we played it under uh, Spackman when he first came in. That debut, probably, uh, maybe one of the best... De- best debut of all time, maybe. Some people said Bobby Davidson against Wednesday and stuff. But in terms of an all-round impact, maybe Vox against Sunderland in that first game.
0: Yeah,
1: it was unbelievable. He'd he never really got... You know, reached the levels again after that season. Still scored some fantastic goals. You know, I remember some of the free kicks he put in. Mm. Uh, even when, like, Steve Bruce, the manager and stuff. But... Once we have gone back to like a, a normal flat back four for games, he did struggle defensively. And it wasn't, it's a bit like Bogle, you know, when we mm. went four back under under Slav. Um, but Babakis were better. Um, at the moment, Bogle might get to be better. But again, just a, a really, really, really skillful player. And the fact that I've got Jags, Egan, and Maguire sort of at the side of him as well, I'm going all like attack here, aren't I, really? Like sort of Babakis and Jags, like linking up down one end and mm. Maguire and Stevens down the other. I just think it's very exciting. But again we could list them off here George Baldock's obviously a, a shout for this one as well so
0: yeah uh, we've had some good right wing backs I think this is one of our better positions as well uh, What was it? Norton obviously we mentioned Matt Loughton, yeah. Um Matt Loughton yeah who, and we only saw him really in league one but he obviously went on to have a brilliant career in um, the top couple of leagues uh, yeah Baldock obviously I mean Kieran Freeman had a fantastic goal scoring season as well I, would, I mean that wouldn't you know one of them in the top 5 right wing backs in this period but yeah Babakis was class he was yeah he was another one that it just made that team so exciting to watch under Spikeman. we yeah. obviously had dean and Fiortoft up front um uh help me out do we have a midfield that season whitehouse starting that season uh, Alistair, to,
1: uh, uh, yeah whitehouse to Hutchinson. yeah
0: another uh, player who i'm possibly going to pick with my next pick who i won't mention just yet uh, um yeah. Yeah, Vass was Vass was immense. I was gutted when we sold him to Derby. I know we got. He never
1: did, anything, did he? Never no, he I think he got injured the and then ended
0: up going back to Greece. I think
1: bizarre. Just a really, really skillful player. Probably needed the right system to to show what he were all about. But that's the system we're playing. So yeah,
0: I, th- I think that's a really good good point you make about um, you know being just being tailor made for for this this sort of formation. like He would have had a field day playing for United, wouldn't he? Like current United. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, maybe not the age of 40 or whatever he is now. Uh, 54, flipping egg. Wow, <laughs> okay, wow, well. get him back. <laughs> yeah, he can still do a job. Uh, okay, so I've got two picks left. Mm, uh, let's see. I don't, I don't feel good about my left wing back choices. So I'm going I'm to leave my left wing back for last just on principle, even though you can't gazump me because you've only got one pick left and you've already filled Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go Dean Henderson as my goalkeeper. Interesting. Which so some other names on this list that I could have picked instead. Paddy Kenny was the obvious one, I think, Uh, and Simon Tracy. Obviously, we've talked about. You could make a case for Ramsdale, maybe, but I wouldn't. And then Fodringham, obviously, has had two, one really good season, two good seasons. Simon Moore had uh, several good seasons with us, a lot of you know some some good service for us, I'd say. But yeah. uh, Henderson was outstanding for those two seasons. I mean, we, it felt like we barely conceded a goal, and he he made some unbelievable saves. I know we talked about Kelly, like his shot stopping ability, but Henderson would go through games with nothing to do, yeah, and then he'd suddenly pull off a world class stop. And yeah, I I just felt utterly confident in him as a goalkeeper from about you know probably like the second game in, which is impressive consumers was only about 21 or 22 at the time i'd love us to get him back and you know for us to us to be his home for the rest of his career but obviously uh the contract he signed with man united is going to be heavily <laughs> preclude that from yeah. happening I feel um, sorry for him you know i was talking yeah.
1: about him um I can't which It's funny it to who, say but...
0: when he's probably earning 100 grand a week plus well yeah it's <laughs> probably the wrong term to be fair but
1: uh yeah i just sort of i mean he's just made He's seemingly bad career choices. Um, mm-hmm. He's gone. He's signed that contract with Man United for five years, obviously expecting to, you know, displace De Gea. Then he's gone to Forest. Lost. I, I think he was injured, but he's lost his place to Navas. Mm-hmm. Forrest are mad. You know they're <laughs> going to sign. If you're out for two weeks, they'll probably sign fifty goalkeepers to replace <laughs> you. Um, and then he's not going to get back in the Man U team now. I think his stocks massively fallen. Um, mm-hmm. But I still think he's. Better than Ramsdale on his day, just yeah, from man. what I've seen.
0: Yeah, I, I think you're probably right. Um, yeah, you, the career choice thing is is spot on. I mean, I'm pretty sure we went through this maybe last season or the season before. There's there wasn't many, there isn't many teams in the Premier League that aren't set at goalkeeper, so there wasn't mm. many dest, there weren't many destinations for him to go out on loan uh, from Man United. I mean, Forest obviously is a promoted team. That um, it was surprising they let Samba go, really. Um, but then they just seemed yeah, to yeah, it was. They yeah. to just let everyone go. I think they're
1: they're lucky to sign Navas this season. So I, I don't think he's going to end up back at Forest next season.
0: Yeah, uh, it could go to. I mean, Burnley is set with Murich. I don't know how. I think uh, the Luton goalkeeper's on loan anyway, isn't he? From from Forest, actually, right?
1: Luton are not going to be able to afford his wages, are they? Even on, on loan? On, on loan?
0: Actually. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, let me. Do, who is the Luton goalkeeper? It's like Horvath or something, right?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I think he's, um, isn't he on loan from? Oh, I can't find this. Come on, help me out here with Google. I do know. Yeah, he's one of the weak points. Uh, one of the weak spots,
0: I think, uh, goalkeeper. Um, he's he think is on loan
1: from, from Forrest, Horvath, yeah. Oh right. Yeah. Um, well, maybe they'll get him back. You yeah, maybe they'll get him back. Well, you know, if he's took. I don't know. Anderson. I still think they'll want a lot of way. He's, he is on a, a lot of money at Man United, and I don't think they're just going to want to write off. You know. <laughs> Seventy-five percent of it, just yeah. send him on loop send him to Luton or whatever. But yeah, it's really interesting. His next move, his next move's massive for him, I think.
0: Yeah, because he should really be playing for like a, if not a top six team, though, someone like Villa. You know, who's who's genuinely starting to push for the top six. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Or even
1: someone like Palace mid table. You thought he'd have yeah. ended up there or something. Got Jack but- Butland <laughs> now,
0: haven't they? <laughs> of course they have yeah they have they've got Sam
1: Johnson as well aren't they? Is it? yeah it is Palace isn't
0: it yeah oh yeah maybe Jack Butland doesn't play there actually doesn't he, though
1: that
0: uh, they're all the same these third choice No, England he does play for keepers. Palace what, what are Palace doing with these goalkeepers get
1: them all in third choice England goalkeepers are us they, they're stock they're like
0: the corner of the market on third choice England goalkeepers so they can sell yeah. them to Man City when Scott Carlson eventually yeah. <laughs> retires yeah Sam yeah. Johnson and Jack Butland are both there What? what's the point of that I, I'm I've
1: also sent you that chart didn't you, where Crystal Palace didn't move this season for 12 weeks, 12 match days. Uh, they didn't move in the table from 12. <laughs>
0: Unbelievable. <laughs> They've done it again, haven't they? It made me so happy seeing them finish just outside the top top 10 again of the Premier League it's like all is well in the world so I'm not slagging
1: them off because in a way they're the dream Crystal mm. Palace you know they're they, they, what you want to aspire it'd be, to it'd be a
0: very boring dream but it, it would it. be quite this is it yeah good. this is
1: the point I think they've got some exciting players uh, but I think I'd genuinely probably rather support Rotherham hmm. because at least they have some excitement and something to play for every season I don't I love to speak to a couple of Palace fans and say, like, are you bored or do you enjoy this mm. mid-table? You're too good to go down realistically, and
0: you're never going to be top ten probably. Well, they, don't so, watch, they don't watch the game anyway, do they? They're all stood doing the stupid ultras chants. That's like, why.
1: That's why because yeah. there's nothing on the pitch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's an interesting choice of Rotherham, like as your comparison point there, like the your team. Yeah, Sheffield United, mate. Sheffield United, the rich, yeah, well, yeah, the rich man's Rotherham, it, 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 as I yeah, think yeah. you'll find. Ross,
1: Wednesday's a bit of a yo-yo team nowadays, aren't they? We? Well, hopefully yeah. oh, oh, they'll be
0: cool. yo-yoing back down to League One after the end of the next season. That'd be, double that'd be promotion, cool. according to the star yesterday. So, double promotion. Well, Don't suppose... laugh.
1: It. Don't laugh. You never know. <laughs> they be <been> clipping this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm quite comfortable laughing at that one, to be honest. Um, you have one pick left, and it needs to be a midfielder. So, midfielder. who's it going to uh, be?
1: I'm going to confer with you here. Do you think Michael Brown and John Fleck are defensively strong enough for me to pick an attacking midfielder?
0: I do, actually. I think both of them are oh. Yeah, good, hard tackling players, particularly Brown's second half of his career. Yeah. Yeah, I'm well,
1: I, I, do you know what? I was going to go for, because if, like, if these two are too attacking, I was going to go for Stuart McCall, of all people. Mm. Um, it's like fantastic for us for that. At least a 40 easy. year
0: old Stuart McCaller of all McCall these.
1: Exactly. But I'm going more Duffy. Um, yeah, I've heard. Good. Web Webding of Tufty Club, ridicule people for uh, thinking Mark overrating Mark Duffey, not thinking he's good. That I don't want to misquote him. Um, I used to obviously get the view from him every week. I could not. He's definitely the most picked out man in the in, in the view from since I've started doing for him from the opposition saying always we couldn't control that little blond man, that little blond man in midfield. <laughs> you know, every sing- I, I'm not joking. We, particularly the promotion season, we were talking. Seven or eight teams, we picked him out. He he was such a clever player. Fantastic to get into space and stuff like that. Obviously unbelievably skillful. He did have his faults. He couldn't last 90 minutes seemingly. (laughs) Uh, Chris Wilder certainly didn't think he could anyway. Um, And there were games where he he didn't do anything. He went missing and it just didn't happen for him. But another bit like McGoldrick. Just loved watching him play. Incredibly talented player. And... Yeah, I'm gonna to have to take him off after sixty minutes or whatever, but mm. for those sixty minutes there's a good chance he'll be the best player on the pitch.
0: Yeah, yeah. He uh his last two seasons he didn't cross two and a half thousand minutes for us in the league and there's about I think it's about three thousand eight hundred you can play in the championship. Yeah. So he played about yeah. two I mean that that tallies what you're saying. He plays an hour, he plays two But This is a the minute.
1: thing, this is the reason but I what, picked him hour? last. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> this is the reason I picked
1: him last because there are you know, I mean, Wild didn't pick him every week. We got yeah. rid of him as soon as we went up in the Premier League. I can see the arguments against him, but I love watching him play. And I, and I said, I'm probably being swayed by the fact that it he was—he's undoubtedly the most mentioned player mm. since I've been doing the doing the view from, him. and that that includes well, probably to be fair, it's probably Billy Shaw, but that's normally pre-match. But he scores against us. Yeah, we <laughs> against us. yeah but post-match, he we were always Duffy, always Duffy in that season that people picked out. And you know, again. Just a a real proper legend.
0: Yeah. Did he play against. uh, Sorry, this was a bit of a a deep cut question. Did he. He did play against Rochdale. Yeah. So, sorry, let me frame this so people have an idea of what the hell I'm talking about. I'm confused. His (laughs) first season, his first season with United, um, uh, in my head, the first time I saw him was against Oxford at home. But I I went to the Rochdale home game as well um, when he also played. But I remember that Oxford game. Thinking like, because obviously we were like a goal down, and it looked like we were going to lose four of our first five yeah, games at yeah, yeah, yeah. one point and be bottom of the league and what have you. But I remember, like, I think we were 1 0 down at half time. Yes, we were. And I was like, well, yeah. you know, that that Duffy guy looks really good. Like, you know, where, where have we got him from? Like, did we really get him on a point mm-hmm. for like a pittance, and not Like 100 grand or something like that. And I was like, wow, yeah. that, guy, that guy looks like a proper player, you know, like really good good control, you know, popping up into space with the ball. Yeah. And it um, just got better and better uh, as the season went on. And he he's
1: even in the League One season in the early days, he didn't play every week. Um, mm. But sometimes you have bashing midfield um, in those games, and yep. even Harry Chapman played a couple of games above him. Um, but I just think he would, you know, he's, he's the sort of player that I'm starting every game for yep. me. And if I have to take him off if he's not, if he's having one of his ineffectual games, then we'll take him off. But I think he's worth having on the pitch for what he can do. And obviously, arguably one of the greatest moments ever in Sheffield United history is his. Mm. Goal against Wednesday. Um, and he scored a fairly similar goal, if you remember, against Wimbledon away. Um, oh, yeah. he one, but he's inside and out and stuff. And just never, never, you know, I, I love watching him play. Absolutely. Every time he got the ball, I thought something might happen here. And I love players like that.
0: Yeah, good shout. And I think his best season was his last one as well. Uh, six goals. Yeah, so. I agree. Six goals, seven assists. I feel like we had a period where he wasn't in the team in that season. Uh, maybe I'm misremembering that. Mm, yeah, oh yeah, he started on the bench. So this was around. Um, this was around where we drew with Villa. It uh, wasn't starting yeah. every week, and then he missed a game. Yeah. So yeah, he he didn't feature at all in one, two, three, four, five. Five out of six games, culminating in the Bristol City home loss, and then he started. Yeah.
1: Every- oh yeah. So, sorry, Kieran Dowell came in, didn't he? And took his place.
0: That's today, yeah. right. Yeah. And then um, he started every game after that. And yes. Yeah, and then good. we went on. What we are you
1: doing, Wildy? Could have won league if you'd have. <laughs>
0: <laughs> a pathetic ninety points that se- that season. That's yeah, like that. rubbish. Yeah. Uh, great pick. That was your last pick. So <laughs> I've That's just got, I've just got a left wing back left le- a left wing back left to field. Forgive the pun. And I, uh, it's not not great. This Ender Stevens is the clear winner, as I said. Yeah. I I think this is the only one I can pick here. Um, it was a player I liked, and I think he's a good player, and he did some good things for us. But yeah, probably a reason why he's twenty second out of twenty two. I'm going to Wayne Quinn as my left wing. Yeah, that,
1: that's, if you would have picked Stevens first, he, he's definitely the one that I'd have had.
0: Yeah, I think there's a there's a big disparity between those two. But he was fantastic in that ninety seven ninety eight season, the Nigel Spackman season. Um, yeah, him and Babakis. This was the player I sort of alluded to earlier. Is like bursting into, onto the scene. I think he made his, yeah. think it was his debut, right, the Sunderland game, I think. Yeah, I remember Bavakis' wing-backs were like, wow. Yeah, we are like, <laughs> whoa, we've just, you know, we've got two great players bombing down either wing. I think he almost yeah. scored a goal uh, himself in this game. Uh, yeah, I, he, he was just a, a really excellent attacking left wing-back and, yeah, went on to Newcastle, ended up picking him up, didn't he? He was playing for... England B, I think. I'm pretty sure he got capped for England yeah, B. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, England B. I think, I, think he, I think he... I don't know if he's on the Four
1: Blades or the Sheffield Way podcast where they both interviewed him, but one of them, I think he said that he actually played in the... Uh, in the, It's a train with the first team.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, yes, he did play for for under-21s in England B. And this was a time... Uh, when England were not blessed with left-footed players, um, I mean, what was our left wing, uh, left back situation at this point? It was like it was oh. basically Graham Lasso and Bust, wasn't yeah, yeah, it? yeah. Until actually yeah. Cole emerged a couple of I years later.
1: Was still around, but yeah. His best,
0: weren't he? Yeah, yeah. Uh, player manager of Mousel at the moment, according to this. Obviously a Cornish lad, and um, And it's another one
1: a bit like Tom, where just because he never went on to do what we thought he might have done, he's in England squads and stuff. He still had a good career. Went to Newcastle, a million quid, I think it was. Never really broke into their team or anything. but Yeah, West yeah. Ham we played I, for. Him. Came when back when, to when us, we were obviously. doing this, this, this is the position where I, I struggle with most because I thought Ender Stevens, uh, <laughs> But the only other ones that I thought of were Chris Armstrong, David Unsworth, who I don't want as a left wing-back, and um, John Arley, who were a bit hit and miss,
0: really. Yeah, I didn't consider John Arley, actually. Uh, Naismith, possibly. Gary Naismith, um, and then yeah, Del Geary, left wing back. That's a stretch in it. <laughs> if you played yeah, four two, yeah. maybe he's in contention. But uh, yeah, feel, um, I feel happy with Wayne Quinn here. So there we go, all twenty two picks. So let me give you the two teams. I assume you've been writing yours down anyway. Yeah, I um, have. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'll, I'll start with yours. So in net, you have Alan Kelly. You have Ender Stevens at left wing back. Left to right across the back three: Harry Maguire, John Egan, Phil Jackie and then you've got Vasper Bokis bombing on down the right. Beautiful. This this midfield is is sensational, mate. I, I commend you for this, Michael Brown, John Fleck, and Mark Duffy in midfield. That's that's going to dovetail pretty well in it. Very attacking, but mm. it's going to be fun to see. And then BT and McGoldrick up front. Yeah, the the master master striker and the you know just absolute Rolls Royce player. Yeah, good yeah. good team. I like that. Uh, I've got Dean Henderson in goal, Wayne Quinn at left wing back. Jack O'Connell, the rock, at left-centre-back mm-hmm. with the even more rock-like Chris Morgan next to him. And yeah. Arm- Armand Oddsich on the other side. Kyle Walker at right-wing back. Midfield three, Ollie Nord, Michael Tong, Morgan Gibbs-White. Illiman and Jai up front with Billy Sharp. I do feel like your team is better, which is...
1: I think your team, though, would be horrible to play against. I'm just <laughs> looked As you were reading it out, <laughs> thinking that... We've obviously talked about the back three. They're all horrible players. Kyle mm-hmm. Walker's a bit of a nasty player when he wants yeah, to be. Yeah, yeah. Ollie Norwood loves a late challenge. Um, you know, he's, he's disgusted according to Bristol City fans. And Billy Sharp just, a, just a, just a, you know, a, a, a little. I, I can't swear, but you know what I mean. He's, a, he's, a, he's sort of. He, he's the. You won't want to play against him either. I think you're a team that might be the great greater than the sum of its parts. If you know what I mean.
0: Yeah, maybe. Um, I'll, I'll give the draft order as well, just for um, for anybody keeping track. So we. First pick overall was Brown, then we had O'Connell, then Jagielka, Elka and Jai James Beatty at 5. That's still that does feel like a reach, but um it's, yeah, yeah. he uh, fits in. I so well, I guess and Jai was the first striker picked. Uh Billy Sharp was next at 6, then Ender Stevens, Ollie Norwood, Harry Maguire, Gibbs-White, Fleck, Armerodtic, John Egan, Carl Walker, David McGoldrick. Michael Tong, Alan Kelly, Chris Morgan, Vasper Bokis, Dean Henderson, Mark Duffy, and Wayne Quinn. I feel like you have got more players who like who are my favourite players, if you like. I think you've got mm-hmm. at least five players there who, at various points in my life, have been my favourite United player. Um by I quite like the idea of seeing Gibbs White and Jai and Billy Sharp, like peak Billy Sharp, obviously as this is mm-hmm. um, with that defense behind them as well. But we will let the listeners decide, mate. Well, I'll, yes, I'll, I'll put this together on one of those, like uh, I don't know what it is, like PickMyEleven dot whatever you know, where you can just fill yeah. in all the shirts. And then uh, yeah, 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 we'll yeah. we'll put it to a vote, and then the next time we talk, we'll uh, we'll we'll see we'll see who wins. But my my early prediction is that you win. I feel like you've got some.
1: Well, if fan I don't favorites. win, I will not. I will not be appearing on this pod anymore. I will just be in you know, absolute fitter rage.
0: <laughs> Maybe I'll just fiddle the results. <laughs> like, so <that> I I <laughs> wonder if there's a way I can I can tip the scale because I do think you're probably going to win. Do um... you know what we should have done as well? I, I'm putting this on you now. We could have picked manager. I thought about it, but it's surely it's just like Chris Wilder. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Like is, I mean, is there, is there any contest? Like, who, who would be your second pick? If I pick Chris Wilder, who, who would you pick? <laughs>
1: Oh, it's so hard, so hard, because it's definitely, in the last 25 years, it's between Warnock and Heckingbottom, is it? Yeah. Uh, realistically, there are the other two who's got promotion for us. Uh, uh, probably go Warnock, because he came from a, a harder position, if you know what I mean, and mm. probably gave me more highlights.
0: I think I'd rather have Heckingbottom managing the team that I've put together here. Wow, imagine Warnock managing your team. <laughs> <laughs> Lumping it up to a giant shot <laughs> uh yeah i don't want to think about that um yeah we could have done subs as well maybe but you know time time is finite 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 there we go um good enjoyed that mate that was uh that was a fun exercise a little bit of a different um a different slant on putting together your best blades 11 so hopefully Mm -hmm. people enjoyed listening to it um Anything uh, you want to mention before we finish up? We've still not got this flipping uh, release list out, of we, retain retained list?
1: No release list, no release list at all. Uh, no view from people again. When Wednesday lose, do a view from. <laughs> Keep him a powder dry on that, and, and rightly so. Uh, oh, yeah, shout out. Uh, you know, I want to send best wishes to Hal. obviously. Mm. Um, lost his father, passed away, and he's doing a, a just-giving thing. I've retweeted it, if anyone on his account as well so you know give give to that um obviously
0: yeah
1: um yeah no I hope he's doing as well as he can be
0: yeah yeah completely echo that all um yeah all the best to you to Hal and your family um yeah all right mate well uh, you are off on holiday next week aren't you um, so... I am
1: oh actually uh, rumors are that there's a new mainly episode coming out on Friday or Saturday so Liam's um, made it back from U.S. Liam's made it back from America, and he stopped saying "Howdy, partner"
0: every as <laughs> uh, <laughs> they do yeah. in Florida.
1: I don't know why that where that came <laughs> from. Like <just> one <laughs> around Channel, is shaking their heads like at my, yeah, <laughs> it's terrible stereotype of an American. Um, but uh, yeah, the, um, I think he's going to get that edited for this week, and I'll be away. But yeah, I'm sure he'll post it. So check it out. It's going to be a uh, Saturday morning TV, um, CBBC versus CRTV. Uh, well, we had the best Saturday morning.
0: Lovely stuff. Uh, yeah, so I mean, th- this episode will be out today, Thursday, so we can probably expect the retained list to come out tomorrow. I think um, <laughs> yeah. how these things usually work, but if, yeah, if not, yeah. can United just hold it until you are back from holiday so that we can? Yeah, leave I mean, you in peace I and like... then we can talk about it.
1: So there is only three clubs now. Has not put theirs in: Ausloot and Coventry. No, not Coventry. Someone else. I can't remember. It might be Birmingham.
0: All right, Birmingham are just. I don't know. They've got some weird stuff going on behind the scenes, aren't they? With yeah. the so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, just been
1: promoted, so yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe we'll have some more news on that soon. But uh, yeah, in the meantime, that was uh, that was a lot of fun today. We will, uh, yeah. Ch- check my Twitter. Um, I don't know what time is it now. It's, yeah, so maybe this evening, check my Twitter, and there'll be a um, a pin tweet on there with our two teams, and you can vote for which one you think is the best. 11 out of the two um but yeah other than that mate uh, I, I will bid you farewell and have a uh, have safe travels and a happy holiday hope you get plenty of rest and relaxation and uh, yeah i'll uh, i'll catch up with you soon
1: yeah thanks a lot mate cheers see you later
0: cheers bye